Hi, this is Ella Harris, and you're listening to Quick Link Podcast. Enjoy. Hi, welcome. And today I'm joined by a multiple world champion and someone who took part in the Olympics, so officially an Olympian. It's Paulina Krabosch. How are you? Hi, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I think, firstly, I mentioned the Olympics. How was that as an experience? Uh, in general, uh, I was a reserve rider. Can we say that in English? I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I just uh, watched the races. And um, yeah, for me, in, it was my, um, my first Olympic Games. So... Um, yeah, quite interesting, uh, quite nervous for the first time being over there. But also the uh, corona regulations uh, made that um, that Olympic feeling a little bit different. Um, but in general, the Olympic Games are such an amazing experience. And um, now I know that I want to compete in Paris, not only uh, to watch the race. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and in terms of preparation, how did you find it? Because, like, firstly, as a reserve rider, I assume you knew you were going to be a reserve going into it. Did that change how you trained at all? Knowing that you might not even get selected at the, you know, or something would have to go wrong for you to be involved. Like, um, no, um, I had the same training as the uh, other girls who competed, so. Um, for me, uh, it was the point that I um, I got the back of the girls. So when when there happens something, um, they uh, have to trust me as well. So also in the team sprint, for example. So you have to be into it like the other girls um, or the other competitors. Uh, so um, it's also quite interesting how... I see the role of a reserve rider right now because a reserve rider is such an important part of the team um, because, you know, that it's all right when something could, could happen, you know, and you know that there is a plus one as well. So um, I was there for the girls. I tried to support them um, as good as I can. And um, I think... And a reserve rider is also part of the medal, for example, um, because you're like more more free in the hand. Um, yeah, perhaps it's uh, understandable. Um, yeah, but it's also, you know, it's a it's a good point and a, and a bad point when you just watch the races. But at the end, um, you learn your lesson, and perhaps next time uh, you're a competitor. That's the reason why you have to be respectful with the others as well and um yeah yeah i feel like potentially is it harder because you have to be versatile as well because as you say if someone comes out of a team sprint maybe it's um like maybe it's emma who can't do it and then you have to take on like her role instead of taking your normal person one role yeah so um yeah 
we were working so hard for the Olympic Games and we know that we were three girls on a, such a very good level. And um, I mean, for me, okay, it's hard to say, okay, um, I'm a reserve rider. But at the end, you know that you're a part of the Olympic game um, and um, part of the Olympic team and you re represent your country. And at the end, you're, it doesn't matter if you're not on the, your position or something. I prepared myself uh, same as the other girls. And I know that I could do it when there would be something uh, wrong. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they, uh, they knew, hopefully, <laughs> that I was prepared when there would be something or something. Yeah, but at the end, um, yeah. You have to be into it with with your all your brain and all your physical um, attention as well. Uh, I know it's hard to explain, but um, when you uh, you pack your things like a normal competition, and uh, you prepare yourself, you do your warm up, and um, only when the competition starts or when the girls hit the start line, you know, and this moment that you're done. But until then. Um, I did everything like it would be on the start line, like start number, skin suit, everything. Yeah, of course. Uh, and what was it like to prepare for the Olympic Games? Because as you put it in your Instagram bio, that it was the, the 2020 plus one games. Like, how did that affect things? Because um, obviously, I assume you you had planned and, and certainly in track cycling, everything goes in four year cycles. But now it's a five-year cycle, uh, and next time it's going to be a three-year as well, which I, I guess is is another interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so probably uh, the only thing you can say is that um, yeah, that everybody has the same problem. You could say mm. so. Uh, um, in 2020, we were world champions uh, in fairway. We became world champions in Berlin, like team sprint. So we were prepared. We had such a good condition. Um, but then we, we had to realize and switch on uh, another, yeah, another uh, yeah, cycle, as you, as you said. Um, but in general, you had to be relaxed on your, um, in your mind because you couldn't change it. It's, you know, that's, that's the reason you know that you want to be part of the Olympics and you can change the coronavirus or the pandemic. So um, you just had to make sure that you stay concentrated, that you uh, can do your training as good as you can. And afterwards, the time was flying as well. So uh, <laughs> probably... We became world champions 2020 and, and then which was June uh, 2021 and time flew like crazy. Um, so yeah, you just, you just train day by day. I try to uh, do a good job, stay concentrated um, every day when I want to restart training, you know, why you're doing it, you know, and yeah. um, everybody has the same problem and, yeah, at the end, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so. yeah. Do you think for you it was perhaps beneficial because 
you're a younger rider that it gives you another year <laughs> like does it give you a, an extra year to to develop and and get stronger and better yeah something like this i told myself every time <laughs> so i'm still young i have still time <laughs> well um at the end i'm 24 now <laughs> so i'm not that young anymore point <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i tried to uh to uh switch my mindset so mm. i tried to uh to get better i have another year to prepare myself for the olympic games perhaps i wasn't prepared in 2020 um for me it was quite better because uh, in 2019 i wasn't in a good condition um so i tried to myself to say okay that's all right we will do this um we did like the last few years stay concentrated do your thing don't don't change that much um so um yeah at the end it was another year of training so the olympic games are physically and mentally um a bit different for every athlete i guess uh, because rings it's not only a, you know it's also a, yeah, it's energy, you know, it's a different thing than a world championships when you pack your things, uh, when you're there, everybody's more nervous than, uh, than during a normal competition. Yeah, but at the end, we did, we did a good job, I guess. It was all right. So perhaps next time a little bit more uh, routine. Perhaps it's not the first time anymore. You know what, what is coming to. So, yeah. Yeah, I imagine it, it. You said it's like a world championships, but bigger. It's kind of like everyone's world championships all happening at the same time, which makes yeah. it so huge. Um, I, I found it really interesting how you were talking, and it strikes me that a lot of your motivation comes from kind of yourself. Is you're very focused, um, and do you find that because you do the team sprint as well as like the 500 time trial you do the Kieran and the, the individual sprint but how do you find balancing both doing events as an individual and doing events as uh, as part of a team um that's quite interesting uh, question uh, <laughs> I guess the good point is that we are starting with a team sprint so we train together um, during training camps. You know, uh, you know what everybody's capable of doing. So we know who's good on which position. Then you have the trust in yourself and also in your teammates. And um, you know when you when you it's a routine. So when you when you're packing your things together for the team sprint, you know that you're doing in a different way than for the individual events mm. so you're swapping as well during the mindset so you know that you are you're part of the team so you're in a team but when uh, when there's one day later you're you compete against each other so um but it's a good thing you know you know everybody and um but the trust is the most important part, the trust in yourself for the individual uh, events and also for 
the team sprint, for example. So it's a different kind of trust, you can say. Also, during the team sprint, you you have to focus on yourself. So my position is the first position, like the first lap. So I know what what's my job. So the second position knows, okay, what's her job? And the third position, okay, what's my job? And everybody will do the same handshake before the start. And then, you know, okay, it's game time. And then afterwards, it's all right. You know, you... Yeah. Well, you swap the notes. It's it's a different thing. Yeah, of course. Um, you mentioned actually, and and this was a point I wanted to go on to, um, how there's there's now three positions in the the team sprint, and previously, you know, and historically in women's team sprinting, there's only been two. How's that changed your role? Because you're still person one. You're still you just do one lap. Nothing objectively changes. Does it change how you interact with the team? Because there's like, you could just go flat out uh, and then risk dropping person two or person three. Uh, or do you just have to do your quickest no matter what? Like, how does that feature? How's it evolved? Um, so, as we can say, the change of the team sprint to three girls is a good thing for us because. Uh, uh, for example, during the Olympic Games, uh, we could, uh, yeah, we could do a scissor, paper, rock, who's on which position, you know. So it's not fixed at all that I could stay on the first position. We can all also swap. That's, that's a good thing. And um, it's quite interesting because also the game, everything changes a lot. Um, I never could imagine how it could be like three girls um but uh yeah you you have to uh be more capable of that you're three girls right now so you have two girls behind you or if i could be on the third position i think one or the first position on the third position could be my role like we can also swap for example but it's not fixed at all so we'll see we we train and see on which level we we will get and um yeah i think the uh, the physical thing is not the difference or only the mental thing you know you you do like all the routine stuff as a team of three and um afterwards um you see also the other teams developing so uh we have to we have to see okay who's uh, who's on which position the best, and we don't have that much experience, and um, that's part of the game, you know. Um, but we are like three girls at the same age. We are four because we have a reserve woman as well. Um, that's also important, as I, I said at the beginning. Um, yeah, we we will we will see. It's quite nice. Um, you do your job, you know what you have to do, but at the end, uh, you're part of a team of three. So you have to be sure that you're doing it as a team. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And I think you touched on something there and saying it's not really a, a physical thing because I was going to ask, like, I know at the recent Track Nations Cup, you did the 500 time trial, and that seems to be somewhat of a specialism of yours. Uh, and maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. Um, but historically, in the men's side, it's always the kilo rider goes to the per person free because they've got that, that deep endurance. Mm 
do you mm-hmm. think there's an argument that women should be doing the kilo um, instead of the 500 meters? Or are you happy that the paint stops after 30 seconds or so? <laughs> For me, I'm very, 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 very happy. <laughs> but it's only two laps, only 500 meters, because afterwards I would be dead, dead. I, um, I only, uh, only see the men like dying after the third lap, like the sprinters. Uh, so no, I'm very thankful that we have the uh, 500 meters still as our time trail discipline. So yeah, shout out to the UCI. Don't sh- change that. Like the team sprint is enough. So uh, we love that one. Yeah, but don't sh- don't change uh, another uh, <laughs> discipline. So that's all right. That's all right for me. <laughs> I think you must be one of the first riders in history to say that you agree with UCI's decision making. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, was it a fair thing to say that the 500 meters is is your specialism over the other individual events? Uh, and I guess, like, why is that? Why do you choose to specialize in that? I think I don't specialize myself in that. So, uh, and in Germany, um, it's quite different. We we when we have the possibility to compete, um, we try to compete in every discipline. But also, it depends on the physical, um, yeah, yeah, physical situation you're in, or if uh, the other girls are faster. Or we have two starts or three um in every discipline um i really like 500 meters i really like team sprint uh sprint as well um if i could could choose like a ranking that would be team sprint uh sprint and 500 on one position and then kieran but it's it depends also on the track or how i feel like with my physical uh, situation so yeah I really like everything. So track cycling is my world. Um, yeah. So when I have the possibility to come to compete, why not? So, yeah. Yeah, of course. How did you find the sort of Glasgow experience? Um, did you get to, to explore a lot? I know famously the, the cuisine, shall we say, is um, best described as interesting. Um, I've got a few friends from Glasgow and they've talked about a thing called pizza crunch, which is like pizza that's battered and then deep fried. Um, Likewise, a deep fried Mars bar. So what was your experience like? Mm, In Glasgow, we had such a lot of time to uh, discover Glasgow. I just, uh, yeah, we had the normal food at the hotel, so no crunchy pizza for me. uh, but the most interesting thing is that you're driving on the other side and the accent. Wow. For me as a German, I can't say that I ha- don't speak like fluently English. So sorry for my mistakes when I'm, I'm not talking fluently English or I have German accent a little bit. So, but I'm for real. Sometimes I just ask myself if the people over there just talk to me in English or in any other language so uh, quite interesting um, yeah accent uh, which I will always remember um, but yeah 
it was my first nation cup for this year the result wasn't that good for for me so i just restarted training and after covid and stuff so it's not that uh, good mood for me like which uh i took from glasgow but um yeah we will work on this one yeah um i was going to ask actually um I'm sorry for for jumping around a little, but it obviously you said the track is your home, and it, it certainly when I've heard commentary mention things about tracks, like every track is is kind of different. It has its own, you know, characteristics. So, is there for you like an ideal track, or, and what sort of characteristics does it have? Um. Glasgow isn't the track uh, which I would prefer uh, because the straights were so long. For real, you just came out of the corner and you're like, oh, where's the finish line? Please stop it. <laughs> so, um, I really like Berlin. Uh, Is that because it's got good memories from, from winning world championships there? Because it's your home track to an extent of being in Germany? Although not, you know, your part of Germany, it's still. Uh, no, it's not my home track. We we were training in Frankfurt Oder. It's near Berlin, but mm-hmm. we're not tra- that much in Berlin. So okay. no, I really like the track. So the um, the wood, the geometrics. Um, yeah, I really like that. Uh, but also Moscow. It's a nice track. Mm. Yeah, but I have to think about that one. Appledorn, nice one. Not everybody likes Appledorn, but I like Appledorn. Okay. Uh, quite quite interesting track, uh, because the corners are not that. Oh, wow, that's that's a that's a typical typical track cycling uh, definition. I want to show with my hands, but I, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not that uh, you don't have a straight corner. You have a how how do you say that? It's not it's okay. It's an oval, yeah, but it's not like it's not like this. It's It's like not rounded. It's quite yeah, yeah. So you have to keep pushing more in the corners. Mm. So you have shorter straights than in in Glasgow, but nice corners. But you have to push like the whole corner. So I like this. So it's it's quite nice, yeah. In the in, in, yeah the speed bump, you can say the speed bump from Berlin, the the mix of Berlin and Appledorn that would be my favorite track of lifetime, I guess. So yeah. Wow. Well, if anyone's listening who knows anything about tracks and can build one for you, um, I hope yeah, they can get in touch. Yeah, please. In Germany, in Erfurt, for example, I would try to uh, get a place for it so it's a wooden track please 250 meters uh would be would be nice yeah and i would do you uh, prefer uh, i mean olympic distances traditionally 250 but i know um the european championships used guadeloupe once uh which was 333 and also there's obviously the ghent track at Tukurpka, which is like 167 i think it's like ridiculously short um yeah so do you do you prefer 250 i assume it's standard and therefore it's what you're used to but 
No, I would prefer 250 meters. I think because it's a good balance between straight and corners. Our European Championships will be in um, Munich and uh, it's only a 200 meter track. Um, it also changed the whole game, you know, like the tactics uh, in Kirin was sprint, uh, the time trail, or how you, uh, which gear you you will ride um, the team sprint. For example, you have to change everything in your head, like okay, it changes also in, in different tracks, but like when it's like two fifty, you know, like your base, but it's. It's a completely different game when you have like 333. It's Cottbus as well, concrete track, uh, mm. also a good track. So it's also a nice uh, concrete track. Uh, I like this one as well, but I, I would prefer the Olympic version, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's strange how big a difference it can make. I didn't even consider it like to do the the 500 meter time trial you'd have to do two and a half laps so you have to actually start in the back straight not the home straight and that's just odd um i guess also the people with the with the gate for you starting would probably have to move a lot quicker than normal um just to make sure it's out of your way yeah um, gosh i had a funny i had a funny moment uh during the juniors i could tell you that one uh, I had world championships in Egle in Switzerland, and we were doing a 500 meters flying effort as a training. And after two laps, I stopped because I didn't know where I am. So it was like it was symmetrical. So every every corner looked the same, and I was like going going okay corner again a corner okay and then I, I didn't see my coach anymore I didn't know where to stop so afterwards my, my coach said what you do that in the competition and you stop half and half a lap before you're in the finish line I could kill you oh. <laughs> talking like this but wow just well we will see it's going to be interesting but 200 meters now going to be interesting with the men as well because the men have like crazy speed and you you can't stay on the black line in the corner because the pressure is so high mm. so it's going to be interesting but also more dangerous i guess so yeah, yeah. wow um, so obviously germany's got a few tracks you've got the frankfurt order one you've got berlin you've got munich as you've mentioned like do you actually have a a, a track where you are, um, kind of, this is um, a question quite close to my heart because I lived in Tüdingen for about eight months, um, a few years back. So I know the area. I, I used to travel to airport to see a friend. Um, I was in Jena though, so don't hate me, but you know, there's a bit of rivalry there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, is there anything in Tüdingen that that's really out there or I, I guess? Like, how did you get into cycling if you if you were from Turingen? Oh, well, I moved here because of my coach, actually. Um, I came here because of the training group. Um, lately, I think it's already six years ago. Um, in general, I love Turing. I, I don't, I'm not, I... I'm from Magdeburg, it's Sachsen-Anhalt, it's not uh, 
just like more in the south, not not south, north, well, geographic, <laughs> well. Um, so yeah, that's my, my hometown. But um, yeah, I like the environment. I like the people. Um, uh, I like Erfurt as a city as well. So it became my home in the last six years. So uh, probably I fell in love with the city and um, not with the track here. It's not wooden. It's it's open, but it's the oldest track uh, on the um, in the world. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a good training track. Um, yeah, but I came here for people and for the training. So uh, sometimes you. Uh, you don't um, search for a home, but it became a home. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so well, actually what, what brought you into cycling? Like, how did you find it as a sport, especially track cycling? Because uh, you know, it's quite unusual. Like, everyone's got a road near them, but not everyone's got a track that they can easily access. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, you want the uh, the official version or the real version? You can. <laughs> I like the real version. It sounds fun. All right, all right. Um, no, um, just joking. I I, I also um, road cycling um, until I was, I think, 16, 16, 17 or something. But I uh, I was good in the gym. I just had more power than the other girls, but I was also heavier. And um, yeah, mountain climbing, oh, well, I wasn't that good. Mm. Endurance, I hated. Mm. So my coach said, okay, let's try a track. Perhaps it's better. <laughs> and then I did like the Omnium. It's it's um, endurance race. Yeah. And after, it's I said okay yeah it's nice I like track but can we try sprint racing or like sprint for this time trial something like this I think that could be yeah funnier for me was that still part of the um omnium because obviously the omniums had very different forms currently it's only four events it used to be five or six and and some of that info was like a flying 200 or a 500 uh, time yeah. trial that's also a reason yeah i saw i saw my times like in the, when i compare the times to the other girls like five meters time trial wasn't that bad and the flying effort yeah it was okay um but especially like the the, the quicker things i was could fast for a short period of time than the others um, so I, I said, okay, perhaps I can try it. And then, yeah, I just slid it into the sprint, like by accident, we could say. So, yeah. and here I am. <laughs> so it's okay. it was a good choice, I guess. <laughs> it was a good choice. Yeah, and it's incredible to think that your coach just saying, yeah, perhaps give track a go is, you know, <laughs> you're a, a, a multiple world champion. So clearly perhaps was a good option yeah I, I i'm just i came from a little town so we we didn't have uh we didn't have a track over there mm. so um, my coach just had the idea okay perhaps mountains road cycling endurance that's not your thing 
uh, let's try it and give it a try perhaps but I had so much fear for for real I I was so I had such a lot of respect of going up to the track but I think for everybody for, for the girls and boys who are like younger perhaps listening just try it give it a try it's not that bad you you just you the track is big the trick is high yeah it's it's it seems to be quite dangerous um but you it's the same thing when you go down by a, with a with a road bike like faster downhill for the first time it's scary but afterwards it's, it's fun so you have to try it and when you try it or have the possibility to go on the track bike go for it yeah for me for me, it happened by accident. Perhaps there will be some world champions of the future. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and you said, like, when you were, were well, you got into cycling um, and then about the age of 16, you, you sort of transitioned to track. Like, did you have any idols that you looked up to for, for track or were your idols all on the road? Because obviously Germany's had a both a... a a storied and slightly complicated relationship with cycling. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Um, so yeah, like who were were your idols, and were they track riders or were they the road riders? Mm, I could say that I hadn't an idol. That seems to be like crazy, but um, I just picked some characteristics of some riders. It doesn't matter of road cycling or trick cycling. I said, okay, I like the style who's how she's riding on her bike or how how's doing the sprint on the road. You know, it's like you don't search one idol. Or for my, for my for myself, it was quite different. Uh, when I came into trick cycling, I was a little bit off oh, for sure. It was a little bit focused on Christina and Miriam lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because, you know, okay, I'm a girl, I want to be, yeah, I want to have also international medals, and, um, yeah, but at the end, uh, when you keep working hard, and you know where you want to go, um, it doesn't matter who's your idol, you know, it's, it's important that you, uh, you create your own style, and, um, it's, it's better, better than to be a copy, you know, it's, it's quite good when also younger people um, try to create their own identity by, uh, yeah, by searching for some nice characteristics of different people. Yeah, yeah that, that's really quite empowering, actually, to hear, like, you can't, like, you can't be better at being, like, Christina Vogel or Emma Hintze or anyone than they are, but you can be the best version of Paulina Garbosch or whoever the rider is, because yeah. you can be the best version of you. Yeah. So you have different physical, um, physical, different physical base, for example. Yeah. So for I, I, I can't race the same gears Emma do, for example. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I look the different. I have a different weight. I have a different. Uh, um, cadence i have uh, different possibilities how uh, what i can do with the gym for example uh, so 
when you're different different to other people uh why should you do uh the same thing you know you you can push yourself to say okay i want to want to be that fast but at the end uh you have to find your own way it was also hard for me as a younger writer to say okay um the other do like this perhaps it's better to do it differently um yeah but yeah for me i'm quite emotional you know i'm quite into uh every everything so personal um but i think life gives you a lesson wow just talking like an old woman right now but um yeah it it will be it will be fun when you just try it and afterwards you find your own style step by step don't stress stress yourself take your time and perhaps one day um you say okay that's my gear that's my weight i accept myself i accept that i'm different um i want to be faster i know what you what i want to reach and yeah so idols are good but uh, don't be like like very fixed on one person yeah yeah that's really powerful uh, as a message i think that's a, a good place to leave it thank you thank you <laughs> You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at Quicklink Pod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.